Welcome to Anthony's Desk, life and business lessons on achieving goals and transforming society. I'm Anthony Gold, and I've had the great fortune of being an investor, entrepreneur, CEO, software developer, hardware engineer, and even an intern. My greatest sources of learning were terrific mentors, inspiring colleagues, and many mistakes made the hard way. Those lessons learned and my desire to continually grow form the basis of everything I write and talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Anthony's Desk. I'm living proof that being shy, insecure, and terrified of letting other people down doesn't need to hold you back from achieving your dreams. My career ended up being pretty amazing, not because I was an exceptional person, I'm far from it, but because I had some great mentors and was willing to look honestly at the barriers I kept putting up in front of me. Thankfully, I discovered a simple formula that helped me achieve so many impactful outcomes, and that's what I want to share with you today. But before we get there, let me tell you how it began so you can appreciate the transformation and so you don't have to make all the mistakes and missteps that I made. I used to be a very nervous, insecure person, and I worried a lot about what other people thought of me. When I was at Drexel University, which is where I got an electrical engineering degree, some of my classes were pretty hard, but I never asked a question in any of those classes because my thinking went like this. If my question were a smart question, if it were a good question, someone else would have asked it. Therefore, it must be a dumb question, and I don't want to ask it, otherwise I'll look like an idiot. So I didn't ask any questions, And yep, I was an idiot. I lived my life like that for many years, not asking questions, worrying what other people thought of me, and terrified of interviews because I was afraid of rejection. My first real interview was absolutely horrific. I interviewed for a very prestigious graduate school in New Jersey, and I wanted to study quantum physics. And I actually got an interview with the associate dean of the department. And I drove to the interview, and I actually got lost on the way. And this was before the days of cell phones, and I didn't have time to pull over and use a payphone. And when I finally got there, I was very nervous. I was probably 15, 20 minutes late or so. And I remember I owned just one suit at the time, and I'm pretty sure it was pretty wrinkly and sweaty by the time I got there. And anyway, I rushed into the, into the office, and as I said, it was about 15, 20, maybe 25 minutes late. And I was out of breath, and the interviewer, a woman, told me to sit down, and she launched right into her first question, which is probably something innocuous like, why do you want to join this university? And I started answering her question, but after about 10 seconds or so, she put her hand up to stop me, and she said, Anthony, I don't mean to embarrass you, but are you aware that you have a dryer sheet sticking out the bottom of your pant leg? I looked down, and sure enough... I had a dryer sheet sticking out of my pant leg. It was an incredibly embarrassing moment. But the funny thing is this, that when I look back on it all these years later, it seems like, so what? No big deal, a dryer sheet. But I was horrified. Why? Because I was so worried what the other person thought about me and how that reflected on me. And that was the story of my life for many, many years until this happened, which changed everything. I was in Ocean City, Maryland for a weekend in the summer, and I was walking down the beach late one afternoon, actually it was probably closer to the evening, and the beach was was pretty deserted. The lifeguards were already off duty and no one was around, and I was walking along the edge of the water when I heard someone screaming out for help, and I looked out in the distance and sure enough I saw a kid, probably about 10, 11, 12 years old, 
swimming alone and being dragged out to sea by the undertow. And I looked around, as I said, there was no one, no parents, no lifeguards, there was nobody around. And I didn't know what to do, so I did pretty much what anyone else would do. I dove into the ocean and I swam out, out to him. And I grabbed the kid and I tried swimming him back to the beach. And it was, it was pretty hard because the currents were pretty strong and they kept pulling us further out. And I remember the sea was pretty rough and probably a storm was, was coming in. But at one point, for like three or four seconds, I honestly thought we were both going to drown. It, it was really, really scary. But we made it back to the beach and I collapsed on the sand, pretty much totally wiped out. And we were both safe and, and everything was fine. But that's not the part that changed my life. Shortly after that incident, the local beach patrol heard about what happened and asked if they could meet with me. They wanted to see what could be done to improve their emergency response procedures. And of course, I agreed to to speak with them. And in the meeting, they were asking questions like, what were you thinking when you heard the kids screaming? And was it hard fighting the undertow to get the child back in? Yeah, it was. Would it have helped if there were more or any life preservers nearby? No doubt. And, and what ideas did I have for improvement? And a really strange thing happened during this interview. All of my answers were coming straight from my heart. I wasn't trying to win anyone's approval. I didn't really care what they were thinking. I was simply there to help them improve their, their emergency response procedures. And they were grateful to have me there speaking with them. And I realized that up until that moment, I had had a totally different mindset my entire professional life. Whenever I would go into a job interview or a sales call or performance review meeting or anything like that, my mindset went like this. I'm there to try and impress the other person. And if I do a good enough job, I'll get what I'm looking for. The job, the sale, the good review, and so forth. And I had an epiphany. What if I treated all those sorts of encounters the same way as the beach patrol interview? Instead of thinking that the other person had what I needed, the job, the sale, etc., I realized that it was the other way around. They needed what I had, and I was simply there to give them a few snippets into how I saved the drowning child, or in this case, how my skills and experiences could help them be more remarkable. And that one moment changed the entire way I approached work and life. I remember a presentation I had to give at Unisys, and this was a long, long time ago, back when presentations were done with overhead projectors and slides were done on something called transparencies. And if any of you remember that, you can appreciate what that was like. Anyway, when I was changing from one transparency to the next during my my presentations, my hands were shaking so much that I could barely get the slides on the projector. And then my very next presentation after that Ocean City experience, zero trembling, none whatsoever. And did I overnight become a polished public speaker? Hardly. But what did happen is that I stopped worrying about what other people were thinking, and instead I just let what was in my head and my heart simply come out. And it felt amazing. I was still a bit nervous, but nowhere near as much as I had been before. And from that point on, I wanted to keep experimenting with presenting. Now that my hands weren't shaking and I was feeling more comfortable, I challenged myself to deliver a decently compelling message. And that's what led to this simple formula for making a significant impact that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. And here's what I discovered. Stories. As humans, we relate very well to stories. In a past life, I used to run engineering for Unisys Corporation, hardware and software engineering. And when I would stand up in front of groups and present a bunch of facts or even a vision for the future... 
As I looked out on the audience, I'd see blank stares, just total boredom. But when I began to weave the message through stories, especially real-life true stories, then my message began sticking. Like my story of saving the drowning kid and the subsequent Beach Patrol interview. If I just told people to shift their focus from believing the other person had what they need to instead seeing that you have what they need to be more remarkable, those words would just be empty platitudes. But the story made it much stickier. But here's what I discovered about the story model, especially for things like writing a resume or interviewing for a job or negotiating a salary and so forth, that the best way to get a story across is in what I call the problem solution impact or PSI framework. Tell us the problem, then the solution that you put in place, and then climax with the impact that it had. That's it. Problem, solution, impact. So problem, kid is drowning. Solution. I look around for help, don't see anyone, so I dive in and go after him. Impact, we made it back safe. I probably reviewed something like 10,000 resumes over the course of my career. That's not much of an exaggeration. And nearly every single one of those resumes was horrible. Because the person wasn't good? Hardly. Many of those people were genuine superstars. But their resumes were terrible because they listed a bunch of boring bullets that conveyed very little impact And worse, it didn't move the reader. And most people think that the purpose of a resume is to get a job. That's not the purpose of a resume at all. The resume has one and only one purpose, which is this, to leave the reader nodding their head up and down thinking, damn, this person is good. We need to get them in here for an interview. That's it. So the reason I say that nearly all 10,000 resumes were terrible is because they didn't achieve that goal of leaving the reader wanting to immediately pick up the phone and call them in for an interview. I provocatively say to people that for every bullet that you write in your resume, ask yourself this one question. Does it contribute toward the reader wanting to bring you in for an interview? And if the answer is no, then delete it or rewrite it until it does. So I started helping people rewriting their resumes with that PSI format for each bullet Give us the problem, tell us the solution you put in place, and then what was the impact. And obviously for a resume, that needs to be a very tight and concise package, but it works like magic, literally. Of the hundreds and hundreds of people I've helped discover and land the job of their dreams, they all say the same thing. That PSI format changed my life. It works for resume writing, job interviewing, salary negotiation, and so many other aspects of work and life. And it works because, as I mentioned before, we're hardwired to relate to stories. We connect with them, we relate to them, we remember them, and most importantly, they can move us emotionally. And the best way to make your story connect is to use the Problem Solution Impact PSI framework. And by the way, when talking about impact, I'm not at all talking about doing that in an arrogant, cocky, self-assured way. No one likes to see people patting themselves on the back. In fact, the best impact statements are when they're said by someone else. So think about this. If you were a hiring manager, which would move you more? If I present a challenging problem and then the solution I put in place, and then I cap it off by saying, and the solution made a huge impact on the organization, you might feel one way. But if instead I capped it off, the problem solution impact statements, if I capped them off by saying, 
And I was honored to be recognized by the CEO for making such a huge impact on the organization. Then that carries much more weight. Why? Well, for one, because someone else said it. And it doesn't even need to be the CEO. It could have been the department manager. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that someone else recognized the impact. But the second reason that impact is so powerful saying it that way is because it's presented in a humble way. I was honored to be recognized by dot, dot, dot. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm not saying, look how good I am. I'm simply sharing how fortunate I feel to have been able to make that kind of an impact. So here's a real example. Someone I know who comes out of the operations world, they were actually a, uh, a senior procurement specialist, and they were looking for a new job, and they, they sent me the resume asking if I could help them get connected to uh, some folks in my network. And so I was looking at their resume, and I saw a bullet point on there, a bullet inside their resume that said, prepared costing and pricing analysis. So this is a senior procurement specialist, and sure enough, one of the things that, of course, they're going to do is, is put together costing and pricing analyses. But that's all the bullet said. It just said prepared costing and pricing analysis. And so if you go back to my provocative example uh, that I said before, if a hiring manager read that bullet, would they really be thinking, holy cow, we need to get this person in here for an interview? And the answer is, of course not. Um, everyone who is in procurement has done costing and pricing analyses. And so by putting a bullet on your resume that says that isn't going to help your case at all. But I knew this person. I knew this person very well. I knew exactly what they did. And as I got to understand kind of what was behind the work that they did, we put together a little PSI, a little mini problem solution impact related to this. And I helped this person rewrite that particular bullet as follows. And here I'm going to read to you what the, the changed version. After thorough market trending analysis and competitive intelligence gathering, I developed a pricing and positioning model to improve profit margins. Within two months, this new model resulted in a 20% increase in net income, and I was honored to be recognized by the CEO for making such a large impact. So that's it. That's the, the, the PSI uh, snippet, if you will, of the resume after they put together um, kind of that, that story of what was the problem. The problem was that uh, there were some challenges in the market related to their profit margins and what competitors were doing. The solution, they put a pricing and positioning model to improve profit margins. And then the impact within two months, they saw an increase in net income. And the person was honored to be recognized by the CEO for making such a large impact. And so if you read that now, that, that second version, if you will, clearly that has far more likelihood of moving a reader, particularly a reader who's interested in, in a procurement specialist, in wanting to meet with this person. Because this person clearly understands market trends, they're conscientious about business results, and, and look, at, look at the person's initiative. And the reader is likely thinking we could use someone like this in our company. And really, that's exactly what you need to do for the PSI format, is understand that what to move a reader, you can't just say, here's what I did. You need to frame it in a problem-solution impact type of framework because we relate to stories, because we care about problems, we especially are interested in solutions that people put together for problems, and when you culminate it with the impact, it can make such a huge, huge difference. The PSI framework can be so instrumental for a meaningful life, and I found that it can be tremendously rewarding to find problems worthy of attention for which you can help develop solutions for. But the key is not to get stuck in just the doing 
of work. That's where many people and many companies fail. They get stuck in the rut of doing without stepping back to question the impact that they're having. That's why you need to keep all three in mind, problem, solution, impact. When you ask yourself, what impact am I having? Or how can I have an even greater impact? Then your brain kicks into brainstorm mode and you begin coming up with ways to make that that happen. And here's a real life example. At Roar, Roar for Good, it's one of the companies that I, that I co-founded. Our focus is on developing fashionable jewelry that could help reduce assaults against women. So we had a clear problem, assaults, which are absolutely, absolutely horrible. And we developed a solution, fashionable jewelry, that could actually help deter an attack. But the fact of the matter is that things like assaults and harassment and rape and so forth, we call these things women's issues, but these aren't women's issues. They're societal issues, and we need to address them as a society. And we won't make an impact just by putting a Band-Aid on the issue and developing solutions that can deter an attack. We need to get to the root causes of, of violence in this case. And so the way that we're trying to have an impact at Roar is this. For each jewelry module that we sell, and, and we call the module Athena, after the Greek goddess of wisdom and courage and strength. And so for each Athena that we sell, we're taking a substantial percentage of proceeds and investing them into nonprofits that are teaching empathy, teaching respect, and teaching healthy relationships to kids, the kinds of programs that have been shown to reduce violence in adulthood. And by keeping the focus on the impact we want to have, then every decision is clearly guided by that. So whenever we find ourselves getting too wrapped up in the doing of work, we try to pull back and refocus on the impact that we want to have. And that one aspect has allowed us to achieve amazing things at Roar, including being recognized by Entrepreneur Magazine and even people like Ashton Kutcher. So as you look at the opportunities you currently face, I encourage you to evaluate how you can reframe your work within the PSI framework. What problems are you currently working on to solve for your organization? What unique intelligence or creativity are you applying to develop solutions for those problems? And what impact has your work had? That mini story format of problem solution impact not only moves your audience, but helps you achieve your goals. So the next time you're presenting your work, whether that's at a team meeting, some presentation, or wherever, don't just tell us about what you did, and definitely don't tell us how hard you worked. No one likes to hear others talk about how hard they worked, as if they're the only ones working hard. If you really want to stand out, tell your audience a few problem-solution-impact mini-stories, some real problems that existed, the solutions you put in place to address, and the impact they had. If you can put together three to five polished PSI stories that flow from your heart and out through your mouth, I guarantee that you will move audiences like never before. But remember this, PSI isn't just about looking backwards and phrasing what you did in the most positive light. Its real power comes from forward-looking opportunities. What problems exist that you want to solve in work or in relationships or any other aspect of your life? And what kinds of solutions can you put together, either alone or with a team, that can help address those problems? And most importantly, what kind of impact could the solution have? Personally, I like to start with the problem that exists and the impact that I'd like to have. And from that, then my brain starts thinking about potential solutions to make that happen. And from there, magic flows. 
by committing or staying true to the impact, then the solutions will stay on point and you won't get stuck in the rut of just doing stuff. The doing simply becomes the means to an end and what you'll experience is a newfound joy in the doing that perhaps never existed before. Why? Because each task is one step closer toward achieving the impact. So each step of the work, instead of just becoming work that has to get done, it's work in the service of achieving that impact, and it takes on a whole new life. So think about it. What problems are you interested in solving, and what impact do you want to have? So there you have it. The PSI framework, Problem Solution Impact, that's the simple formula that I discovered, which has changed my life. It transformed a shy, introverted engineer who worried a lot about what others thought of me into a much more confident, passionate person interested in bringing out the best in others and making a difference in the world. And I've seen this PSI framework work for so many other people. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. So to wrap up this very first podcast for Anthony's Desk, I want to give a shout out to a few people who really inspired me to make this happen. First is Paul Jarvis, a creative designer and author who he runs an inspirational blog and you can find him on Twitter at PJRVS, PJRV, V as in Victor S. And Paul challenged me to start a podcast and I accepted his challenge. Next is Pat Flynn, who has built an incredibly amazing online following by sharing all of his lessons learned, both the good and the bad, for building passive income streams. Pat also challenged me to, to start a podcast. And while I've never met Paul and Pat in person, I'm just a huge fan of their work, I have a strong sense that their transparency and integrity, not to mention the great PSI stories they weave into their work, have greatly contributed to their success. And last is Jake Stein, co-founder of RJ Metrics. Jake is an awesome person and friend, And after I heard his first podcast called Statistically Interesting, I got the final nudge I needed to make this happen. So thank you, Paul, Pat, and Jake. You guys are awesome. So as you implement the PSI framework, I'd love to hear from you how you use it. Feel free to reach out to me on my website at anthonysdesk.com or on Twitter at anthonys underscore desk, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-S underscore D-E-S-K. I greatly look forward to upcoming episodes of this podcast where I'll be sharing more on life and business lessons for achieving goals and transforming society. Thank you so much for listening.